Hey world, Ross here with my podcast, episode 28. Thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry I missed last week. This should technically be episode 29, but uh, I just was battling resistance and resistance won last week. Um, but as always, we need to persevere. So I'm back on the weekly podcast. Um, November 15th, I will be up in Chicago at Uncommon Ground. And November, uh, that's my last travel date in November. December 8th, the full band will be at the local here in Nashville. Uh, my friend Drew Dixon and his badass band is going to be on that night. We're going to do a little bit of a Christmas party. And then Paul, Phil, and myself will be at Opus in Salem two nights, December 14th and 15th. So all you North show up people celebrating the Red Sox World Series, Mark your calendars, because the boys are going to be back in Salem. Um, and that is my last travel date of the year, which I'm actually pumped. And then uh, in January, uh, MLK weekend, Martin Luther King weekend, we'll be up at Adatash again, as we always do. Um, that's going to be great as well. So if you're planning on a ski trip, come up to Adatash MLK weekend and party with us for a, a kick-ass opera party on Saturday, the January 29th. And as always, Friday nights, I'm at Nashville Underground every Friday, 10 to 2. And uh, that's actually turning into like a really cool thing. So if you're popping around Nashville every Friday night, you know where I'll be. Great. Uh, RossLivermore.com for all the dates. Tune into the Spotify playlist, Hey World playlist, for a bunch of new music. Um, the Daybreaks just released a kick-ass new album. Bobby, who produced our record, is a member of the Daybreaks. Their new uh, their new record called The Idea of You is so good. Um, I went to their record release party at 3rd and Lindsley. Badass. Ryan Montblue just came out with a new album, um, which is live at the... It's up in Woodstock, but I don't know the name of the studio. But Tall Heights is on that. That is great as well. Those are both going to be on the playlist. And as always, check out my music on Spotify. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. And uh, we'll we'll grow this thing together. Um, cool. So here we are. Episode 28 of Hey World, my podcast. Let's do it. Year 2018, World Series champions, the Boston Red Sox. All right. Uh, smooth transition. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe the Boston Red Sox won the World Series again. How crazy is that? Um wild four championships in the 21st century they brought i mean they must be the most decorated baseball team of this century it's just insane you know what i mean like the beginning of the patriot season this year they lose to the jacksonville jaguars in like week two and everyone's like the patriots are done boston sports they're done 
And then obviously the Patriots, Julian Edelman comes back. The Patriots look like the Patriots of old. The Red Sox go to the, you know, they play the Yankees, kick their ass, beat the Astros, go to the World Series, and pretty much like dominate the series. Other than on Friday night when they played two baseball games. It was basically like a six game series, even though they won in five. But I remember, so we I was playing on Friday night during that uh, the marathon game. It was a seven-hour baseball game. Um, insane. We were playing at Nashville Underground, and I like I played ten to two, and um, the whole time we were playing, the game was on, and I'm like, man, this, I feel like this game should be over now. But like, I couldn't see the innings, and I couldn't see the score or anything like that. I just saw that they kept playing. So after we finished, I'm like, oh, they're probably in like the 12th inning or something like that. You know, they went to extra innings. And it was like, by the time we packed up, it was the 17th inning. Crazy. Um, so then I just stayed at the bar and watched. And they obviously, the Dodgers, some some dude hit a walk-off. I don't even, I feel like I don't even know any of the players. I know like some on the Red Sox because I listen to 98.5 The Sports Hub. Um I listen typically I'll listen to like the last half an hour of Toucher and Rich and the first like 10 or 15 minutes of Zolak and Bertrand and then when I'm popping around I'll listen I see felt I don't know if anyone listens to 985 the sports hub but it's like my favorite radio station um and my favorite show on it is Felger and Maz cuz they're such pricks all they do is just like rag on the teams even when they're doing well and it's just great cuz all they're doing they just troll Boston sports fans all for like four hours and it's awesome. Um, yeah, right. Mike Seff. Is that Mike Cephalo? Um, I see. I know more Patriots players, but the Red Sox, I'm like, Steve Pierce, who the hell's that guy? And he's the MVP of the World Series. I only knew him when he hit that first home run like yesterday and I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause I was, I was actually, uh, this month I bartended a couple of like functions. Um, I know I quit my job, but I'm like picking up random stuff. I kind of panicked in October and I'm just like, oh, I quit my job. I need to work as much stuff as I can. So I actually, on Saturday I was bartending at a wedding and there were some Dodgers fans. So we had the, the, the like Fox play by play on my phone and, uh, just watched the score changing and i was like oh three run home run by steve pierce i don't know who the hell that guy is but i mean he apparently he's good and he so he played on every single team in the al east so he was on yankees red sox orioles and blue jays those are the four right um a real a real mlb journeyman as they say um but like i knew i knew like a couple players like jackie bradley jr Andrew Benatandi, Mookie Betts. I actually waited on Mookie Betts one time at uh, Zany's, which was cool. I didn't even... I He looked familiar, and I thought it was him. And then uh, it was during a show by this comedian named Bruce Bruce, who is uh, a pretty funny guy. And uh, he said it on stage. He's like, yo, Mookie Betts is in the crowd because Mookie Betts is from Nashville. And then David Price representing Murfreesboro, Williamson County. Um I'm actually really glad that he did well in the series because people in Boston shit on David Price so hard, which I mean, like, 
it's deservingly so. Like he's making thirty million bucks and he can't win in the playoffs. Um, so they've been, I mean, until now, so they were just ragging on him. But I mean, he he shut up the critics, which is you love to see it, you know, with these players. Like people just are all over him, like the couch, the couch, uh, couch coaches, and whatever the saying is. Um, but it's just great. It's so crazy to be from there. And to see teams like non the Celtics are probably gonna you know go to the finals, Patriots once again. Um, oh yeah, I mean like he, he David Price definitely like deserved the criticism because he also was kind of like there was there was it like he had a hand injury or his hand was sore because he was playing Fortnite or something like that. Like he was just like a video game nerd. Just oh man. But that's the that's the fun part about sports, I think. Like, you know, we go to the games, so we like kind of pay their salary in a way. You know, and it's like kind of like paying taxes. You know, you're paying taxes, so you can just like you have a say. It's the same. You you know, you go to a couple games, you're paying like a hundred bucks a ticket, fifty bucks to park, ten dollar beers. Like, I deserve the right to criticize these people, even though I know I'm like I have no, you know talent when it comes to sports even though i run and i swim you know i'm healthy but i i you know i can't i don't i don't know you know i don't know enough about baseball to really have a say but because i've gone to the games i've earned the right to criticize these people because they're making millions um but it is it's since 2001 it's like 11 championships just crazy i can't believe it i'm jealous that i'm not back in massachusetts um to to celebrate but and to mention massachusetts sports i think the next two weekends if my uh calendar let me pull up the calendar here Yeah, next, this Saturday, the Bruins are playing the Predators here in Nashville, and the following Sunday, the Patriots are here. So it's going to be like the next week, starting on Saturday, is like a Nashville, a Massachusetts takeover of Nashville, which is going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. I'll have to get a Bruins jersey for my gig on Friday night downtown. I really wish, like, I was playing on Saturday. That would be cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, anyway, that's great. The Red Sox. I think the Patriots might, they could do it. I mean, they almost, they, they could, they almost won the Super Bowl last year. That would have been nice. When is it too many championships, you know? <laughs> Can there be too many? Are we getting jaded? I, I know like last night I was watching and I'm like, oh, cool. They won again. You know, we're definitely spoiled. But I mean, 10 years, 15 or 20 years from now. Yeah, never. It's never going to be. I guess we'll never get sick of it. But like maybe it's just because I'm older and I'm not like as pumped up as I was in college but like some of those first championships i just remember going like 
crazy. You know, I guess during Patriots Super Bowls, I still get like pretty nervous, you know, because I'm more of like a like I follow football more than I do baseball. Baseball is just like a tough game to follow because it's like 162 games. All of them are like four hours long. It's it's insane. I know in the minor leagues, they are like AAA. Nashville has a team here and we've gone to a couple games and they have a uh, like a pitch clock, which I think is actually really cool. They just it's like 30 seconds to throw the pitch, keeps the game moving. Um I think they're trying it out in AAA and then like maybe gonna put it to the pros. But now like pro baseball has replay and stuff and like calls are like, you know, everything's getting called back and everything's getting reviewed. It's just like adding to the time of the game. So like a playoff game will be freaking like I don't know, a playoff game will be four hours long. It's like who has time to watch yeah, I think so too. Yeah, the just a pit. How how can you keep these games? Like last night's game actually like moved pretty quick. That must have been like it had to have been like a two hour game. Let me look. Um, <clears throat> game five time. I don't know. I don't know how you even look that up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it was a quick game. Better than uh, game three. But it's like, that. that's the thing with sports. And it's this is kind of like why I don't watch a ton of regular TV anyways. It's just like, they know that they have you locked in. So these advertisers just like, it's like almost, it's borderline offensive how many advertisements they just like shove down your throat. You know? That's why, honestly, that's why I think soccer in the next, like, 20 years is probably going to become the biggest sport also in the States. Like, it's clearly, like, the number one sport. But it's like, just put advertisements on their shirts and let them play the friggin' game. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Now it's like, you watch a football game, it's like, they do a play, you know, three downs, three and out, five minutes of commercials. You know, go down the field, two-minute warning. 10 minutes of commercials. It's like, it's just like the NFL knows that they have your time. You're stuck there to watch the game. So they're just going to, you know, make millions and millions of dollars on these advertisements. Same with shows. It's like you get into a show, you watch 10 minutes and it's like a cliffhanger. Oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to make it through the surgery? Wait till after these commercials for Chantix and uh, and you'll see, <laughs> you know, like, and then you just totally like do something else. It's just, oh, it's brutal. I can't watch it anymore. That's why I think they're like, I don't know, ratings are going down, especially in baseball. I can't imagine like we drove through Cincinnati. It was like $10 tickets for the Reds. <laughs> I'm like, who's going to see the Cincinnati Reds, you know? It's $10 to go see the Nashville Sounds, who are like the AAA team for the A's. I don't know. It's frustrating. Because it's like sports are the greatest show on TV. You know? Like the Patriots-Falcons games, like the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl, How like it's the best storylines on TV. But it's just getting ruined by like advertisements. 
I sound like an 80 year old man. Like back when I, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm not old. Every t- ever since I've been watching sports, it's been, it's been that. It just seems like it's getting worse and worse, and these games are taking so long. You know what is it like? A football game is like actually 13 minutes of action or something like that. You know, 15 tops in a 60 minute game. I don't know, but everyone's gonna say that people aren't watching the NFL because the anthem protests or whatever. It's like no, it's because you're fucking shoving advertisements down our throats for three hours and we just want to watch like the football game you know i hope it goes to streaming like i hope they really start to like get the streaming happen we're gonna close down it we're we're on xfinity and we just finished our contract and we're shutting it down i can't wait to get off xfinity xfinity sucks so bad and like i hate to like rag on these companies because like i don't have you know like i don't know how it works but it seems like every time my bill just goes up and up. And I'm like, how do I have like an extra $5 charge on here? Um, I'm like, oh, you had a you had a promotion that rolled off your, your account this month. So you're going to have to pay $30 more for this like MLB like dumb package that you don't even use. I don't know. We're going to Hulu. Yeah, Comcast sucks. We're going to Hulu streaming and AT&T... I actually just switched my phone to Metro PCS. I don't know. I, this is a little life hack. I didn't even know this. I was paying $98 for my phone bill on AT&T. And I was just like, oh, cool. I have unlimited. And I went to Metro PCS because a friend of mine, Barry from the Flying Buffalo, shout out on his recommendation, um, was like, yo, switch to Metro PCS. It's like 50 bucks for unlimited for the month. So I went there. Now they're offering... It's $60 flat rate for the month, unlimited, and I have 15 gigs of a hotspot, and Amazon Prime comes with that. So I'm saving like 600 or something bucks a year, and I'm just like, yo, I'm making money. Um, I'm pumped up. I'm on a, a big bill revamp in my life. But yeah, I, I, I'm like, man, I called Comcast, and they're just like, is there sure there's nothing we can do? And I'm like, nope. I've been planning on canceling your service the day our contract is up. So I'm pumped about that. Anyway, I don't know why I took it there, but advertisements, man, the government, man, they gotcha. But yeah, I think, I think most of this stuff, it's like, it just makes sense to go to streaming. Like music's doing it, TV, like Netflix, their model is just like crushing it. Just like a cheap subscription, Netflix, Amazon Prime, then you get like a Fire Stick or Apple TV and just do like Hulu streaming or something like that. I don't even watch TV. I'm 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 like two hundred pages into Harry Potter seven. I can't like I can't watch TV now. You know? Too much stuff is going on in Harry's life. I can't like I can't abandon him now, you know? My nephew actually just won as Harry Potter for Halloween. And uh, he's the only one I can really talk to about Harry Potter books. You know, because Emma, she just she's like, you're a 34-year-old man, you know, and you're reading a children's book. And I'm like, it's not a children's book. He's a, He just turned 17. You have no idea what Harry's been through. <laughs> and then no one else has read it. My dad actually has read the series like probably five times. No, he's read it, but... 
I feel like Owen is Owen's my only uh the only person I can talk to about Harry Potter. But yeah, he uh, he went as him for Halloween. The glasses, the scar, the whole thing. Um it's funny. It is crazy though, like that book series is like it's wild. Like I don't know, I I feel like I am going to be a better person having read it. Uh But I'll let you know once I finish. I got about like 500 pages left. And then I I will have read the whole Harry Potter series. The hero's journey, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm trying to buy a new amp right now. I have a Princeton, which is like a kick-ass little amp. It's like a 15-watt, 12-inch speaker. It's like the Ryan Adams sound. Like, you know when Ryan Adams was touring, uh, I mean, I think like the last like 10 years or so, he's, his like stage setup was like two big, huge, like oversized Princetons on the stage. Um, But it's like that rock sound. And uh, it's a great amp. I, I wish I could keep it. Um, But it's just like too... Uh, it overdrives too early for me. And I need something a little more clean. So I was talking to my friend Jules Belmont, who recorded on my newest album that's coming out in the spring. And uh, he is like an amp nerd. So he just, we had a big long conversation about it. And um, he was telling me that what he did was get like a bandmaster head, <clears throat> like a fender head, and had a company build out like a 15 inch speaker for it. And I went over his house and played it. And it's like the shit. It's really great. So I talked to Gabe Viani, who is like my secret weapon when it comes to guitar stuff with Independent Luthier up in Salem, Massachusetts. Gabe has been like working on my guitars my whole life. Not my whole life, my whole professional life. Not like I haven't been playing guitar my whole life. Um, But ever since college, I needed to like, or when I first started playing, I needed someone to like set up an acoustic and Nick Geritani, who is, uh, worked at Salem state now moved to Japan, um, with his wife. So he lives out in Japan. He's the first person that was like, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving. And he actually did, you know, I think there was for other reasons, but he was like always one of those people that joked about it. And then like actually did, you know, like every time there's a president that gets elected, everyone's just like, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Norway. I'm moving to Japan. I'm moving to like these other countries. And like he, he did, he lives in Japan now. Um, but Nick introduced me to Gabe. Gabe is like, if you need your guitars worked on and you're up in the North shore, Gabe is the only guy to call. Um, but he has been working on my guitars ever since college. He built the hack here, which if you're watching the, um, Instagram feed, Gabe, built this guitar cut the wood he um oh my mom just texted me she said hope everything's going well <laughs> with a bunch of emojis and uh this is a wood brand it was my grandfather's wood brand his nickname was hack so we call it the viani hack instagram anyway uh 
Gabe built that guitar. I love that guitar. Um, but I hit him up about this Bandmaster head rebuild plan, and uh, he thinks it's a great idea. So I might do it. There's a there's a trade on the uh, on the docket right now on Craigslist. I didn't realize like I had a, I put an acoustic up there. I have my stone bridge that I'm trying to like either trade or like get some money for. It's a beautiful guitar. I just like never use it. It's a big dreadnought acoustic. Um, and like, I can't give that thing away. I think it's partly because like Stonebridge changed their name to SGI and there was like some uncertainty in the company. So, um, I think they're hard guitars, unless it's like a Martin or a Taylor or a Gibson. It's like a hard, it's hard to move an acoustic guitar on Craigslist. <clears throat> unless it's like, I feel like these are like real boutique, like you need to know about Stonebridge. Um, to really know what you're getting. Um, anyway, so, but I put the Princeton up on Facebook Marketplace and on uh, Inst uh, on Craigslist, and like, man, within the first day, I had like 10 emails about trades. I'm just like, damn, these Prince, because like Princeton's are like super in right now, especially like in Nashville and East Nashville. It's like all the hipsters want that like, oh, it's a Fender Princeton 65 reissue cool bordeaux nice oh milla milla's watching um so yeah i'm trying to sell this and I, there's this one bandmaster but the, the only problem it's like the amp is badass like this head is sick it's a very good trade even trade we're both getting value out of it you know you love you love it you want to offer the person something of value to them much like in pro sports um the only problem is I'll have to spend like, I don't know, like three or 400 bucks to build out, to do the build out, which I, I don't even own a toolbox, so I'm not doing it. The company is doing it. I don't like, we have, Dan and I are, Dan, my roommate and I are like not handy people. So like we have a tool bag <laughs> and it's not even a real bag. It's like one of those like swag bags you get, you know what I mean? With the like, uh, with the like backpack strap that tightens at the top and we just have like a hammer and a couple screwdrivers and like some random uh <laughs> like allen wrenches and stuff um so i have to do this build out of this amp and i'm thinking like it's it's good it'll be really good um but a part of me is like man i should really just make a trade for something that's ready to play now because that would be a good amp, but it's like, you know, you get a, it's not done. It's just a head, you know, but it would be sick. And the, see, I have, I keep, I have like a blues deluxe, like a tweed amp, the Fender. And like, I've, that was my first amp. I've, that was like my only amp for years. And I love that thing, but I keep it in Massachusetts. Cause like I have enough gigs up there yearly it's like like five to ten depending on like if we get a couple weddings or like what we're doing in the summer or like so i need to have an amp up there so i keep that up there but like that it's just the perfect amp you know those fender blues deluxes it's like i, I almost should just like get another one to keep here but like if i'm getting another amp like i might as well get something that's different than the one that i already own um that does similar things but it's crazy. 
I've never really done the Craigslist trading thing either. So, but there's a good offer on the table. I'm still on the fence because I'd like to just get something that's ready to play now. Because I'm getting it's, which is great. Like I'm getting enough gigs full band that um, I need to upgrade. Gonna make me upgrade, you know. Um, but yeah, especially for that Friday gig, because I'm just like, it's such a big room. I, I like literally turn the Princeton up to 10 and like have to use the volume knob. But like once I keep my volume up to like halfway, it's just like, it sounds like Tom Petty Last Dance with Mary Jane. That's like the amp sound, which is kick ass. But it's like for, for my style of music, it's good for like three songs, you know, like Calling California a new song that we have on the new album called Ashes, Dust, and Gone, and then like a couple other like rock stuff. It sounds like I have one of these EP boost pedals, which I don't know where it is right now. But if you're like a pedal nerd, it's uh, such a great boost pedal. Um, like I, I like playing with a second guitarist because like my solo playing is good enough to take like two solos in a set you know, and like show all my tricks. But once I start doing more than like two solos, then like I just start reusing stuff and everyone, I feel like I'm easily found out at that point. It's just like, oh, okay, he's not really that good. You know, if I did like two solos, like I'll do a solo, like when we do like a 45 minute set, I'll do one and like, that's a written solo and love someone. And then I'll do like, feels right. I'll do like some cool, like, you know, improv. And then it's like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to do any more solos. I've showed you that I can like play single note stuff and uh and now uh I'll let the the real musicians take over from here and I'll just sing, you know, and play like chords. Um but my solo tone with the Princeton and this EP boost is like exactly the tone. It just like pushes the amp enough where like it's kick ass and you already have a nice drive on there. So like I the, the problem with like selling this stuff on Insta, uh, I keep saying Instagram, but it's Craigslist is like, I don't really want to sell either of these things. You know, it's like this guitar. I love it. It is an amazing dreadnought, like big. If I was in like a bluegrass band, it would be the perfect guitar, but I am not in a bluegrass band and I don't really play a lot of that music. And the Princeton, it's like, if I, if I played in like just a, you know, like a, Dan, my roommate plays with this guy, Andrew Leahy. If I was like playing guitar in Andrew's band, I'd be like, the Princeton is the amp. But, you know, live and learn. Live and learn. So I'll keep you guys posted on what's going on with this bandmaster head. But it's, I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, side note. This Stevie Wonder t-shirt, this is an actual concert tee that I got at his, it was like his first tour in like 20 years, back in like 08, maybe 06. But it's got Braille on it. Like all the dates are actually in Braille. It's like the cheesiest t-shirt. It's like a picture of Stevie Wonder playing a harmonica and the moon, like the, the moon behind him. You know, this is like a Dusty Slay uh, howling at the moon t-shirt for like stevie wonder 
I don't. That, that's a deep reference. I don't know if anyone knows who Dusty Slay is. He's a comedian from Nashville who's just on the Tonight Show. Uh, incredible, super funny. But he has this joke about like uh, about wolf T-shirts and how his mom bought him one. Um, it's it's really funny. You should really hear it. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is like the Stevie Wonder version of a Dusty Slay T-shirt. <laughs> Um, yeah. Is there anything else I should talk about? I don't know. You guys see this hat? For those who are just listening, it's a 2007 Red Sox championship hat. I should get a new one because they, I don't know if you noticed this, but they did just win the World Series again. It's crazy. I got the old Bruins. Miller, you're going to like this. I got the Bruins championship hat right there. Back when they won it. 2011. And then there's a Patriots one right here. This was like the... This is the Teddy Bruschi one. Uh, you can't really see it on Facebook. That like weird brown looking one. I know that was like... That might have been like... Oh... What was that? 30... 36? I don't even know. It's too many championships. I can't count them anymore. But I remember that hat. They won it. Like, I was like, it was one of those, when they won it back to back, it was like they won 2001, then 03 and 04. And it was one of those years. But I remember when they were like all wearing that hat. I'm like, man, that is a really ugly championship hat. It's brown, like tan and brown, you know? I feel like basketball is starting to kill it with their, with their like, uh, championship stuff i have this like just a celtics hat but i didn't get their championship hat um but yeah i feel like basketball is definitely out of the four major sports killing it with the like the graphic design and the merchandising and stuff um college sports is doing pretty well i think too like uh caleb who plays and he just went up to oregon and saw like an oregon ducks game and uh, he just was, like, showing me videos of, like, where they paint the helmets and where they design the uniforms. And, like, it's like every game they have a new uniform. It's nuts. Um, yeah. Well, this seems like a good place to end the old, uh, the old Hey World podcast. What do you say? Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry I missed last week. Uh but I will be back on it weekly from here on out. And um, yeah. So once again, check out RossLivermore.com for all of my dates. I had a bunch that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Spotify, check out my music, the Hey World playlist. Um, the Daybreaks new album. Don't forget to check that out. The Idea of You, new Ryamont Blue album uh, with Tall Heights. Actually, Tall Heights just has released a new album too, so check that out. Um... We're going to see Alan Stone, November 8th. He's on tour right now with my good buddy Trevor Lacken. And um, it's a Massachusetts sports takeover of Nashville. Go Bruins. Go Patriots. Um, and everyone, take care of each other out there. I'll see you soon. And uh, have a good rest of the week. And we will chat next week sometime this one's going to be live on uh the the podcast store tomorrow 
but for all those of you who tuned in on Facebook and Instagram, you get an early view. Congratulations. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.